thing, is this thing on? We decide like a minute before who's gonna host. I'm thinking like cargo shorts with a bunch of pockets for all my flasks. The border guard looked at us like we were insane. They're like, where did you put all this beer? Did the Spanish immigrate to Rome? Was that a thing? So we might have wrecked the corner of the table. You'd have to drink a couple of them to get white bill wasted. I can't even say it like how you say it. It's a fact. A real factual fact. Pub chat. Going on a bender. One podcast at a time. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Pub Chat. I'm your host, Colin Enquist. I'm here with my co-host, Adrian Trimble. Hello. And our guest today, Kenley. Hello. How are you? I'm well, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good. Uh, so today we're going to drink two beers, the Amsterdam Flambois and the House Sound Super Jupiter IPA. And we are also going to brew a beer. And when I say us, Kenley's going to brew a beer. <laughs> so Kenley's going to do what? We're going to sit here and just drink. And drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> The Flambois? Flambois. Flambois. Better? Well, I was thinking more Fram, because it's yeah. F-R. Other than Flam. Yeah. Anyways. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. So it's a 6.5% fruit beer. Uh, it's brewed with a lot of raspberries. Uh, six pounds of raspberries per case, apparently. Wow. But then on the website, I also saw that it's 2.2 pounds per bottle, so that doesn't make sense. No. So 2.2 pounds per bottle? I don't believe that. No, that's a lot of so, raspberries. I, because I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. like $6 worth of raspberries in a, what, $10 beer? Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Baloney. Uh, so Amsterdam is... Uh, oh, yeah. Hold a big go. city. No, well, yeah, it is. Uh, Amsterdam Brewery started in 86. Yes, I didn't 86. It was that old. Uh, it was Toronto's first brew pub. Oh, cool. Um, they've had many iterations. They've had, I think, four different brew pubs. Uh, they had a, their first production brewery in 05, and they just moved to their current location in 2012. Um, so we've actually done a couple episodes on Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I bitched about their website last time. It's improved. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> good. Well done. Um, yeah. So this is, this is fruit beer. Let's drink it. Let's do it. It smells like raspberries. And it's really red. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're off to a good stop. Cheers. It smells like raspberries. Mmm. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice for a fruit beer. I don't yeah. generally like fruit beer. This it's, is nice. Like it's an, it's got, it's, it's a not, little because it's a high ABV. I think it's a little fuller bodied. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's a little, it's yeah. a little fuller bodied. It's got a little tartness to it. It's not too sweet. The tartness is nice. Because mm-hmm. that's the problem with so many fruit beers. It's just too sweet. Tastes like juice. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm, it's not. This isn't beer. It's juice. But this tastes delicious. It's no, really this nice. Is, this is quite good. You so get, you get a little bit mm-hmm. of that malt. Yeah, uh, they say they use a Belgian wheat malt um, okay. in this, as well, along with the six pounds of fresh rad- raspberries per case, apparently. Uh, so per, the, per case, I could handle. That's like, what, half a pound of all? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I can live with that. Makes but sense why it's just, so red, so tart, and... Yeah. I guess it's just, just the Belgian, eh? Interesting. It doesn't taste like it. Just I guess you always use raspberries. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get, you get a little bit of that, like, that kind of wheaty kind of wheat beery head I guess I think that's yeah. probably what it's for yeah yeah um, so this is actually their highest award-winning beer they've won six awards in the past three years including a couple gold medals at the CBAs cool and also golds at the Ontario Brewing Awards and they won a bronze at the World Beer Cup for this beer the World Beer Cup yeah I feel like that is a sporting event I could get behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> World Cup of Soccer eh, yeah. no not really 
So I actually had this beer on tap when I was in Toronto a couple weeks ago, but I had the uh, the version aged in wine barrels. Oh wow! And it was so good. I mean, not <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know how good that was. No, really good, really good. I'm a sucker for good packaging, as we all know, and this is great. The packaging is awesome on this. Like it, the painted white bottle with it's like the bottom. It looks like a ceramic <laughs> bottle, but yeah. it's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, no, it's but and then with the the red wax. They actually they actually do it in 750 mils at the brewery with like a flip top in actual ceramic. Oh, okay. Bottles. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. But you only get it at the brewery. Only get it at the brewery. Fair enough. What else does Amsterdam make? Uh, like we get their bone shaker. Okay. And it's pretty pretty good. Idea. Big wheel, I think is. Is Big Wheel them? I think it's their tail. Yeah. Okay. And we also get... We get one more from them. And then we get the odd seasonal and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. Bone, Bone Shaker is their IPA. It's 7%. It's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice IPA. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, this is really good. This is really good. So what type of beer are we brewing tonight? Uh, we're brewing um, a pale. It was going to be a red pale, but... Uh, we misplaced the part of the recipe that had the red in it. <laughs> so, so the grain, we changed the, the grain bill a little bit. Um, I should, actually, I wonder if it's here. It's just this like loose piece of, oh yeah, here it is. It looks like it's been through the war. It it's does. Like, it's just like this piece of garble. Hood of a printer. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, so, we're, um, so we're making an, an uh, it'll be kind of a, well, the closest will be to like an American ale. Okay. okay. Um, it's it's nothing too wild. Tastes good. Ales are generally pretty easy to make. Like um, what we found when we went home brewing is that on either end of the the lightness or dark darkness extreme is where it gets harder. Like to brew a really good lager is quite challenging. To brew a really good stout is quite challenging. But a lot of the middle stuff isn't that hard. Yeah. Like it's not that hard to make a good red, a good pale, um, a good IPA. Is tricky because the higher the alcohol content goes, the more you have to start messing with the brew, like the, yeah. the process of it. Right. Um, or else, you know, all the alcohol will kill the yeast. Yeah. Um, so you have to time things differently. We've made we've made one of one of three good IPAs. The first one we made, uh, we were learning, so we just kind of figured a few things out, and it was eleven and a half percent, and it was just like getting kicked in the mouth. Like, it tasted good for a split second, and then just liquor. <laughs> just liquor. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed that you managed to get it to 11.5%. Yeah. It didn't taste good. Cause, <laughs> we got it there. Because I, I feel like most yeast would die long before you would get to... It was a really long process, and it took a really long time to to, uh, to drink. It was, in the, it was in the primary... Okay, pause. <laughs> the, the usual steps are uh, three to five days in the primary, which is your plastic garbage pail. Yep. Uh, then you have a glass primary, which is usually about two weeks, and then two weeks in the bottle. Okay. So you can usually get it done in about three and a half to four and a half weeks. Um, in our case, it was two weeks in the primary, three weeks in the secondary, and then it didn't really start to taste good until about like six weeks in the bottle. <laughs> okay. It was just, just liquor. Um, but none of the flavors are coming through, so you had to kind of wait for the beer to age properly, and and, uh, and we found that a lot, actually, is... is I, I keep thinking that I ruined my beer, but I just don't leave it long enough. Like, oh, it tastes You're like apples. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just want to drink it. Um, so, uh, like, the, the last lager I made, actually, the last two lager, lagers I made, I thought I ruined. And then I waited a um, month, and then it was fine. And then I waited another month, and it was delicious. But uh, when you homebrew, you usually don't put any preservatives in. 
So you have to drink it in like three or four months. Yeah. Not that that's ever a problem, a problem. No. for no. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like we had, um, I had a stout that that I was I was going to leave for a while, quote unquote, and then I left it too long and it was gross. So, uh, but stouts are hard though. It's also hard to make it just not taste like a generic coffee porter. Like, yeah. Well, because you have to flavor it with something or else it kind of tastes like molasses. Like it just kind of tastes like. It's difficult to get it dry. Cloying and yeah. yeah. So um. So usually flavored with chocolate or coffee or oatmeal. Um, actually, if you, yeah, the oatmeal stout's really good if you can if you can get you can it right. It, yeah. yeah. Um, See, that's a, I, I, stouts is my favorite style. Mm. I'm not a big fan of oatmeal stouts because most people don't do them well. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, exactly that's it. commercially. Yeah, and that's commercially. So mm-hmm. I often wonder how hard it is to control things on like on that big of a scale. Like it's easy for us because we have one pot and all the ingredients are like literally right in front of us. Yeah. On one counter, you know, like you're not throwing you're doing... in twenty pounds of this. And... That's right. Yeah. We, that's a, a kilogram. Yeah, or six yeah. pounds of raspberries per case. Per case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Safeway can run of raspberries. Yeah. Where'd all the damn raspberries go? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, so so today's today's pail is is pretty run of the mill. Uh, we mixed up the grain a little bit just for some interesting flavors. Um, we put in. Uh, we put in some Belgian, which is going to be really nice. It's going to kind of lighten up a little bit, uh, so it's not it's not going to be too too dark. It's going to be well. I guess I always think of an American ale as like slightly lighter than like a British, or I don't know if that's right, but that's how all of our American ales have turned out. It depends what kind of ale you're doing, I suppose. Um, okay. You know, like a, a British pale ale or a British IPA is going to be a lot less bitter and a lot less malty than a. It's going to be a lot drier, a lot less. Cloying, I guess, than a, than an American IPA or right, yeah. um, even an American pale ale. So I, I guess to me, British ones are I guess more on the multi side and less on the. I would, side. I would just say they're more balanced. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's for less, the most part, less hot for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. true. When did the trend in like extremely hoppy IPAs and craft beers start? Like five years ago, ten years ago? <sighs> I'd say about I, ten. I would say ten. It started, and it probably I mean, peaked in, in Manitoba okay. last summer. <laughs> but you know, the rest of the world. Mm. <laughs> um, that was about ten years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, give or take. I mean, yeah. you know, depends who you ask, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, you ask somebody be like, "Well, we were brewing a hoppy IPA back in 1985." Like, there's breweries <laughs> like Runation or uh, Stone that did Runation, and that was what ten years ago that that came on. That was like the hoppiest double IPA at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was like the big guys and like the Dogfish Heads and the Sierra Nevadas and stuff like that were making the super hoppy stuff, but it wasn't like widespread. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like every brewery is doing one. Sorry, I'm just gonna check. All good. Tell everybody what you're doing. Uh, we got uh, we got a ways to go. Okay, so right now I'm um, just uh, we have the we have the bag of grain inside right now, 15 liters of water, uh, and this is boiling in our in our 23 liter pot. And well, it's not boiling. We're trying to get it to 160. You don't want to boil it because you'll burn the grain and then it's yeah. garbage. Yeah. So um so one. Between 150 and 160 is kind of the sweet spot, it's at least for what we're doing. Um, some will go colder, some will go hotter, but for American, for pretty much any ale, for most IPAs, it's usually about 160 uh, Fahrenheit. And we're just waiting for the water to get to the right temperature, and then we're gonna, uh, we're gonna turn it off, or rather we're gonna turn it down, and then we're gonna keep it at 150 to 160, okay. and we're just gonna let it steep for 20 minutes, just to get some more flavor out. 
and then we're going to, uh, to pull the bag out. We're going to start putting in uh, the extract, which is the sugar, and then the hops will go in at different times for various reasons. If it's bittering, it'll go in for longer. Uh, if it's flavor, it'll go in for slightly less. And then if it's aroma, it'll go in for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, and we don't have any, it, again, it's a pretty generic pale because we want it to work. <laughs> you, don't yeah. want to, you don't want to make a terrible beer on the air. Um, so just Cascades, Centennial, run-of-the-mill stuff. Nice. Sweet. Um, what we've really been into lately, actually, is uh, there's a hop called Citra. Mm. Um, Love Citra hops. Yeah. yeah. But if you, if you dry hop with Citra, if you don't put it in, like, you put it in after when everything is um, is in the secondary. So uh, just for, for reference, a dry hop is where... It's in the uh, it's in the secondary. It's in the glass carboy, the second stage of fermentation, and you put it in the hot bag and you just let it sit. So it's it's steeping, but it's not boiling. It's just sitting. Yeah. Um, and what it does is it gives a really nice uh, smell, like a nice a nice head on the on the beer. So as you bring it to the glass, it smells really beautiful, but it doesn't taste like it. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I had a Citra um, or a beer that I knew had been hopped primarily with Citra hops, and it was Kama Citra. Oh, yeah, it's a great beer. Who is that? That is, I don't think it's Amsterdam. Maybe, Google it. I don't know. Yeah. But the Flying Monkey Smash Bomb is brewed with Citra. Oh, yeah, okay. and I know that's so another good. great one. It's like so I good. love those citrusy. Yeah. That, that aroma is ridiculous. C- Citra is yeah. one of my favorite hops. Yeah. Oh, that's one of ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a there's another hop in the home brewing circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the hops that's becoming more prevalent is the Azaka hop. Okay. Um, which is, it's like citra, just it's a little fruitier, not as, I think it's a little fruitier and not as citrusy, or maybe it's a little more citrus and not as fruity. It's one of the two. Okay. okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of people are using it to dry hop. Uh, I, I find like with, with citra, like you, I would only ever use it as a finishing hop. Yeah. Um, we made that mistake. We're like, oh, we should just do everything with citra. And it was gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like Bud Light Lime, but oh. worse. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, uh. But it wasn't lot worse because you made it yourself. Yeah. yeah, I mean we still drink. Yeah, <laughs> of course yeah. we did. Exactly. Yeah. Alcohol in it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, so yeah, we're really into Citra, and then like Cascade Centennial, you can do you can do anything with. Like they're just a great yeah. general. Yeah. What I love, we go to this place called the Grape and Grain. It's a great place. Yeah. So what I love about Grape and Grain is they have labels that explain everything on everything. Like everything has a label that tells you exactly what it's used for. So if I'm looking at Cascade. Quote, this very popular hop has a floral herbal scent with a distinct spicy, spicy citrus, quote, grapefruit, finish. <laughs> Used for any North American beer styles, especially Northwestern style IPA. So we're just going to use yeah. it You know, but like, I just yeah. love, like, I'm making an IPA. What do I use? Thank there you. you. Go. There it is. Yeah. And that's just like, that's it, right? I mean, Cascade and Centen- Centennial hops are huge. Yeah. Among, I mean, it's traditional. They're probably the most. Yeah, it's traditional most, West Coast IPA yeah. Yeah. hops, right? Because um, that's what we threw there. Actually, one interesting hop we're using in this, uh, that's a little, it's, it's run in the mill for ale, I suppose, but it's not in common in, in, uh, in a lot of other beers. It's called the Zythos. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of that, but yeah. I don't remember it. So uh, it says that it's, uh, it's a new custom IPA or pale uh, style pellet blend, uh, produces tropical, especially pineapple, and citrus tones and slight pine, I can't read this word, characteristics using American ales. So that's why we're using it, because we're making an American ale. Yes. It's uh, alpha acid 10, so it's. And knock through the yeah. mouth. Yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Whereas our uh, our cascade is five point three. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the one of the, the most interesting thing of home uh, things in home brewing is just learning all the math that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So we have this homebrew journal, which has actually turned out to be really uh, really helpful because you forget 
a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the back page, they have a glossary, which is really nice. Like, it just mm-hmm. explains what all your alpha acids do and um, dry hopping or whatever. But they also have your useful equations just to figure out, like, what your alcohol volume is. <laughs> nice. Or to figure out uh, your IBUs. It's a cheat sheet. That's right. And it's really, it's really handy. I don't know if you... I, I, I do know, well, I yeah, kind of know all of the math, but... Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. I know the math exists, but I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway. Good to, just, I'm good to not do the math. That's okay. We, uh, we always have to... Um, not, uh, I'll do a gravity reading later. Yeah. I don't really care about gravity readings, but my partner kind of likes gravity reading. Just doing the math. Yeah. I mean, it's good for <laughs> consistency and everything, right? And yeah. Kind yeah. of tracking what you're doing and keeping... Mm-hmm. You know, all the homebrewers I've ever spoken to, the two things that they they preach about is sanitizing yeah. and writing everything down. Write yeah. everything down. Because <laughs> so, you'll forget. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like us when we cook, and we're like, oh, that was so good, but I have no clue what spices I put in. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, it would be useful. <laughs> I make curry so often that I just I just put things in until I'm yeah. happy, and then you know, I taste yeah. it, and sometimes it's amazing, and sometimes it's just good. But, you know, either way, I don't really know what I put into it. <laughs> do they do, um, on the commercial level, do they talk about things like gravity or... Or like anything like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, they're they're all important concepts, yeah. right? They all scale up to commercial mm-hmm. brewing, and I think it's just it's all the same stuff, really. It's just it's, on a way bigger scale. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't you can't equally scale up. Like no. you can't just take something that you can't take the exact thing you brewed in a twenty liter batch and brew it in like yeah, and how t- many times hundred yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, for the most part, the process is still the same. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the math is a bit more precise, and okay. yeah, that's that's, nice. that's why I will never be able to brew, be a brewer because I suck at chemistry and math. <laughs> See, I, I did okay in pre-cal math, and I think this is about that level. I don't think there's, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have to go into like calculus kind of thing. The hardest thing you have to do is multiply. Yeah. Just put it out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe. I mean, let's them. be honest. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I can who knows? Multiply, I can multiply on my calculator on my phone. Who knows long division? Yeah. I don't think anybody. We're getting there. Take a little pause. Sure, if you want. So we kind of paused the uh, the recording. What is, okay. what exactly happened since the since we paused? Have we unpaused? Yes, we've unpaused. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got the uh, we got the pot to 160 degrees. Uh, you can do this a couple of ways. Uh, what, what we decided to do, just to speed it up time, is to put in the bag and then heat up the pot. Some uh, recipes will want you to heat up the pot and then put in the bag and steep it after mm-hmm. it's at the right temperature. Right. We've done both, and honestly, we haven't noticed a difference. Like, it's still steeping for a hell of a long time at the right temperature. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so just to speed it up, we, uh, we put it in as we raise temperature. We've got it there now. So we're going to uh, we're gonna add the extract, which is the sugar, which is what is going to make all the delicious liquor. Um, and so I have to use my pink solution which uh, is called Diversol. And Diversol is a, oh goodness, what is it actually made of, chlorine? It's the stuff that you use to clean it first. I think it's chlorine. It's a sanitizer. It is the sanitizer, that's right. So um, so I'm just gonna do a quick uh, rinse of that. I'm gonna get it all over here, because you gotta be super clean. That's one way to wreck a beer, is to... uh, if, any, if anybody's t- tasted an infected beer before, they'll know. Yeah, <laughs> and if you've had a drink in the tavern, right? <laughs> so you've tastes, also got to experience that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, tastes, it tastes sour, right? Like the yeah. beer isn't going to kill you. It just yeah. doesn't taste very good. 
Um, well, it's, it's basically, it's essentially vegetable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's essentially, you know, beer, vinegar, but just not the kind that you would find in your chair. Yeah. Okay, so now what we're going to do, um, I actually would, I'd love a volunteer. If one of you could I will volunteer. volunteer, I can do that. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Because I didn't want to get up. <laughs> I was like, right, I can just sit down and drink Keep drinking. Some more. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna crack open. We have uh, we've used some uh, liquid malt extract. The liquid malt. The easy stuff. Yeah, the easy stuff. We're not doing an all grain brew. Um, this is gonna add. Oh goodness, I don't want to mess up my math on the air. I think it's three percent. Maybe it's four percent. I can't remember. It's like it's a it's a set percentage of alcohol that you add by mm. volume here. Um, so. Uh, you can add other things. You can add um, like other things that will add uh, add taste. So let's say you're making a dark, a darker beer. You can add say um, uh, like dark candy crystal, dark, um, and that'll add one percent mm-hmm. and just a little bit of sweetness. Um, you can add um, actually, if you want to just add sweetness and not liquor. Fun fact: you can add lactose because it doesn't get eaten; it stays and sweet. Makes, it makes the beer creamy. Yeah, it makes yeah. it sweet exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is the good stuff right here. It's uh, just straight sugar. It's just syrupy goodness. Yeah. That that's it. Someone else. So how much is we putting in? All of it. All of it. Yeah. That's exactly the amount of li- I like. Uh, well, actually, you know what we have to do first though. We have to take the grain out. That's a good. Because the grain is now done steeping. Out of, cur- out of curiosity, what does that taste like straight? Uh, it's really really sweet. You can try some if you want. It's like. Uh, because it looks like molasses. Corn, corn yeah, it, does, it looks like molasses. I, I can't. I can't remember what kind of sugar is. Corn sugar, maybe, or beet sugar. It I, tastes like corn a little bit. Well, it's probably malt, I would imagine, of some kind. I can't. Okay, can't here we go. Yeah, I might be BSing. To be honest, I'm not. Oh, goodness gracious! Sorry. I'll, yeah, don't worry I'll about it. Up in a second. I would imagine that it is the malt extract that's made with like. <laughs> Malt. Yeah. That is that is probably what it is. As a. Uh, I just can't. I need to get. A spooning gun. I just. <laughs> I just need to get to its man bun here at the top. <laughs> uh, there we go. Actually, if you could, if we could switch spots. Okay. Do you want to just toss it in this? That would be great. I'm just gonna grab a paper towel so I don't burn my whole hand. Dreadfully sorry. Okay. Here we go. So if you could kind of spoon the bag up a little bit. Okay. So that I can grab its man bun. Oh, yeah, it's 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 tricky. Benji's no tongs. Oh, tongs would be awesome. Genius. Sanitize them. Actually, we're we're gonna boil, so it's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna boil. Come on, come on, man bun. Okay. Here we go. Team oh, effort. Good job. There we go. Okay. Oh, look at that. There we go. Just nice bread water. Squeeze it. Uh, you can squeeze it if you want. It's really hot. Wow. <laughs> 160 degrees. It is quite hot, yeah. <laughs> How about we just put it in here for the sake of time? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Heavy? Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Lovely. We could put that in. Well, we probably shouldn't actually. Okay, so now <laughs> we're going to put in the sugar. Lovely. Yeah. And actually, we should maybe get it back on, like, uh, back try and get on the, the element here. Thermometer? No, the thermometer stays in actually. Okay. <clears throat> oh, uh, wrong no. element. Oh, sorry. Okay. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, the small one would probably take a while. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and we're gonna put it back on there, and it's gonna heat up again, and it's gonna um, it's gonna boil. And here we go. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh look at that. Oh my stars. There is. Scrape this out. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah, scrape it out if we can. 
Oh, it's so thick. This is like it syrup. Is, it is like syrup. And then we're gonna, it's gonna heat back up, and then we're gonna stir it. And it's gonna overflow. Well, it's not going to. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna stop it from overflowing. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then we're gonna stir it. And it's going to be so delicious. We're gonna keep stirring and stirring. It's sexy looking. Because it looks like it's beer and it's in the making. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually take some uh, some water here. Get as much out of that as possible. That's right. That's right. This is a good beer. I like this one. Yeah. Okay, some of this. We're just gonna do a little bit of it. Here we go. Like that. Oh, it's coming out a little bit, but that's okay. Not a crisis. Put it back on. Give it a good shake. Okay. Oh, not bad. I could probably use hot water. You're generally not supposed to use hot water because then the gunk from your tank gets in the beer. Yeah. I mean, I guess realistically you could boil some water for it, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, in fairness, no one would... You wouldn't be able to taste it at the level that we're brewing. Yeah. <laughs> we're not exactly brewing a jillion liters of water. It looks like beer. It looks like beer. Yeah. And then once it starts boiling, it's going to smell like baking bread, and it's going to be so delicious. I'm totally okay with that. Yes, please. Um, we want to stir it so that it doesn't uh, cook to the bottom. That would be bad. Yeah, well, just you get a nice little coil on the bottom of yeah. burned sugar. That's probably okay. For now, and then I'll clean it with some hot water. Just right now, just to kind of make it a little easier to handle. We're gonna boil it, and then once it starts boiling, we're gonna start adding the hops by time. 60 minutes, and then uh, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. It can be whatever you want. The longer you leave it in, the, bitter, the more bitter it is in flavor. The less you leave it in, the more it smells. So really, you want both. Yeah, yeah, you just you want a time. You want your bittering hops, and then you want your aroma hops. That's sure. right. Yeah. And then you can get some flavor hops in there too. We're gonna put some xylo or z sorry, uh, xythos uh, as our flavor hops, just for something kind of interesting. Because we're gonna cascade, we're gonna bitter with the cascade hops, and then. Um, oh yeah, there we go. This is gonna be great. It's. Uh, Are you enjoying stirring, Adrian? Having a, a good old time. <laughs> I'll start smoking. I don't know if you've got any syrup on the problem, so. Yeah. It's more or less uh, stirred in. Great. And once it starts bubbling, um, it's gonna there's gonna be a shield of foam on the top, and that's what's gonna make it explode. Yeah. So we just have to get it so that there's a pocket of kind of exposed beer, and it all just comes up there. Okay. Yeah, because of physics. <laughs> because of <laughs> because of physics. Well, I think. <clears throat> Awesome. <coughs> and then generally the way that it works is we're gonna watch it for a long time and nothing's gonna happen. Then we're gonna take our eyes off it for one second and it's, and gonna, it's gonna go explode. over. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's how it generally goes. Oh, that smells so delicious. Oh my goodness gracious. Can grab the next beer? Yep. Oh, Which I'm getting one? behind you guys. The uh, house sound. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. We're gonna start with our cascade as our bittering hop. And um, I'm just gonna get this ready while it's Oh, well, it's almost boiling. So um, these come in. Oh my goodness, 60 grams is how many ounces? Grab a scale if you want. 
Do you have a scale? Oh, that'd be top. wonderful. Up top. I should know this by now, but <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Okay, the unit is uh, ounces. Beautiful. I think if I ever home, or when I homebrew eventually, I, I will have to use gram, like metric for everything. Oh, totally. Because yeah. I just can't think in ounces and pounds. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, mine doesn't either. I know um, I know what a pound is, and I know like what an ounce is, and I can visualize it and everything. That's totally fine. I just refuse to because it's a ridiculous system of measurement. Yeah. <laughs> so this has to be two ounces. Okay. So um, according to our recipe, we're going to put an ounce. Uh, we're going to put an ounce in of the cascade and leave it for an hour. Okay. And that's step one. Sweet. Uh, and then at half an hour, we're going to put in uh, an ounce of xythos. So it seems like a lot, like we're putting an ounce, but this is like literally in for twice as long, so this is our bittering hop. Mm -hmm. Our xythos is gonna be, uh, we're gonna put it in for some flavor, uh, and then we're gonna finish it off with uh, with an aroma xythos too. Cool. And then I don't know if we're gonna do anything with Cascade afterward. Um, it's just that we're leaving it in for the longest. So mm -hmm. it's still gonna have a dominant flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even, that's what will give it the bitterness as well, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, I find American ales aren't generally too bitter anyway. Mm -hmm. Like they Not just really, yeah they just taste nice like balance well balanced if you do it right right yeah <laughs> that's the trick balanced if you do it right um, okay so I'm gonna throw this in the sock tie the sock nothing's exploding but it's starting to smoke mysteriously Good. like a <laughs> I like, like a swamp of Middle Earth and then we'll be uh, we're gonna get in our way getting there getting there yeah. I do very much appreciate you having me on, though. This is quite a, this is quite a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you want to come here and brew a beer. <laughs> yeah, man. Just Absolutely. send me a message. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll have to... I'll bring you some uh, when this is done. And we'll, we'll have you on weeks. the podcast again, and we'll uh, drink it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Hopefully I didn't uh, butcher too badly, but you know what? <laughs> I have yet to make a perfect beer. It's... every, every Not time many I make a, people make perfect beers. <laughs> yeah. Every time I make a beer, I always scream at some point... I wish I read the instructions. <laughs> Why didn't I read the instructions? Because um, I keep thinking, like, oh, I know how it goes. And then something comes up that I didn't. Like, uh, last, last time, the last one we uh, we made, we made, uh, oh, goodness, we made a best bitter. And the best bitter, nice. um, for some reason, wanted us to put the sugar in at different intervals. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that, we've never experienced that before, there's but I just... Under the scale. Oh, there's one under. Don't want to don't want to read any. Um, yeah, and uh, and they want us to put the sugar in at different times, and we just never done that before. So I just put all the sugar at the same time, thinking, "Wow, this is a lot of sugar." Yeah. But it's because you stagger it. Yeah. <laughs> you just dump in like pounds of sugar, um, and we don't. I mean, it's uh, it's currently in the secondary, so it'll be ready in three and a bit weeks. Cool. Hopefully, it's good. I mean, I'm sure it's not terrible. Like, it's really hard to screw up beer unless you don't clean something. Yeah. That's you, the only way to screw it up. Really, yeah, it, it's fer fermenting things that are designed to ferment, I mean. That's right. That's right. I'm going to put your cheesecloth away if that's okay. Um, sure then. Is, it, is this it? Is this the cheesecloth? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll probably buy a new one. metric, to make yeah. metric cheesecloth. Yeah. <laughs> Just awesome. toss it on the side there, yeah. Awesome. Going to give it a little stir. Oh, I'm going to rinse our glasses. This is where the good stuff... Oh, yeah. This is gonna sound kind of weird, but you want to come have a smell? I took. That's exactly why I got up. Fucking love that. I mean, I you fucking smell? love that smell. I know. I love that when, <laughs> when you when you walk into Half Pints and it just smells like that. When you can tell it's brew day. Yeah. 
Okay. So the next beer we are drinking is from How Sound. Uh, so they are from Squamish, BC, uh, which used to be like a huge hotbed for hops from before Prohibition. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? Prohibition. Well, did they not like get into hops again? I'm, I'm sure there's still some hop farms there, but I don't think it's as prominent okay. as it was. Um, so the Super Jupiter IPA, uh, which, oh, it's an ISA. Yeah, I know. That's why I was huh. intrigued. On their website, it said IPA. It says yeah. ISA. Okay, well, even more intrigued. Uh, 6.8%. Um, it's not an ISA. No, that's not, yeah. not an ISA. <laughs> which, which is, which is, yeah. which Imperial is, Session AO, maybe? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so this brewery started in 96. Uh, John Mitchell was uh, somebody that helped them, and he's kind of, I guess he's like the... The grandfather of craft beer in Canada. Interesting. Okay. Um, he helped open um, Horseshoe Bay Brewing in Vancouver. They were the first uh, craft brewery. Mm. Um, and then he also helped Spinnaker's in Victoria, which is the first brew pub. Oh, And cool. okay. they're still around oh, to this day. Um, and they brew some good stuff. I was there uh, last summer, actually. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have about the brewery itself. Uh, I'm excited to try this beer. I love House Sound beers. They, House Sound, yeah. they make a lot of good stuff. King Happy, I think, is probably one of my favorites. Um, Hefeweizen's? Yeah, Hefeweizen is so fucking good. Yeah. I just love them balls. The big the big swing tops are the fantastic. The big like, swing yeah. top one liter balls are amazing. What do you, uh, if you're hungry, what do you ball it to? Just um, a ball? We actually, we like to use, um... We call them easy caps. Easy cap is the is the the homebrew word for it. Um, it's okay. It's just a thermometer. So yeah. So um. So yeah. We have just unlabeled ones. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, nice. They're expensive, which sucks. But uh, but they seal really well. Obviously. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Except when you have to replace them. You have to replace them about every five or six minutes. Yeah. So you can okay. take this empty home if you want. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and we can check my closet. I might have more. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get this shiny. Nice head. Uh, so it's this head they use Centennial stuff. and Asica hops. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, little citrusy kind of notes on the on the aroma. So that um, little grapefruit. That hop I was telling you that was like the up and coming homebrew hop is the Asaka. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's really nice. Yeah. So that that grapefruit is. This is super light for six point eight. It is. I, I can almost see the ISA designation. Still, completely ridiculous name or style of beer, but. Well, no, it's I got 6.8. It's four and a half. On their website, it says 6.8. Okay, well, the internet lies. Apparently. <laughs> or maybe I got it from Beer Advocate, it could be. I don't know, but. It's nice. Yeah. I really. This tastes a lot more like 4.5% than yeah, yeah. Yeah. 6.8. That makes sense then. Yeah. It's nice though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really citrusy. Yep. Super citrusy. Nice little bitterness. But it doesn't taste like a fruit beer. No. Like it's it's Mm-mm. just yeah. citrus hints. Oh, no, it tastes yeah. tastes like an aroma. ISA. Yeah. yeah, tastes like some kind of session IPA yeah. or whatever. The clarity is really nice uh, for an ISA. See, like as no, it, there's a little cloud to it, but I think that that's almost more that it's unfiltered than anything else. Yeah, probably. It looks extremely unfiltered. Holy shit! In home brewing, uh, you got something that we like. We obsess about is no. Oh wow, that's interesting. There's still a little bit left in in there, so I'm curious about the last little bit. How how, uh, how many chunks we'll be able to see? Is it unpasteurized or unfiltered? Or something? Uh, that's what I'm looking. Hmm. It would seem that way, which I'm completely okay mine, with. Mine they they also import to the yours. states. Huh? They also import to the states. Yeah. Hmm. I don't see anything here about unfiltered or. 
color spectrum. I'm going to assume that it has to be looking at mine. Probably, yeah. It's super tasty, though. I might yeah. go buy another couple of bottles of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Is really it the same price as all the other house sounds? So. Yeah. 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 I went. Uh, I was on sabbaticals last semester, uh, in the, 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 the uh, fall semester, and I went to Banff for a residency, and like just going to the to the liquor store in Banff is like just, it's like, I mean, there's a whole Alberta section, yeah. right? Like Alberta and BC, and like their craft section is so big. Yeah. Uh, even just their house sound section is enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, it, then you come home to Winnipeg, and it's. it's well, I remember, like, I remember being in Banff a couple of years ago yeah. and looking at the liquor store, and it's like, this is a store half the size of most of the Winnipeg ones in Banff, which realistically is not a very big place. No. It's kind yeah. of in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> uh, up in the mountains, and yet you get more beer than you get in the middle of Winnipeg. That's right. It's well, crazy. Alberta has more than 2,000 different skews of beer. I think it's, I think it might even be over 3,000. Really? Yeah. Um, and like, what does matter about, like 500? Probably. Well, so, no, sorry. It has about 800 when you count all the different skews of Bud Light. Yes. And then <laughs> about 300 when you just count the craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, because the, I was living in, when I got into craft beer, I was living in Edmonton, and the liquor store that I went to regularly, you walk in and they have at least a thousand different beers. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, that's, that's on a bad day. <laughs> do you have, uh, do you have, like, uh, Favorite pub like brew pubs you've gone to in that area? Like went to Thirty Three Acres in Vancouver a little while back. That was cool. Like, do you have favorite favorite brew pubs that you've been to? Um, my favorite brew pub that I that I went to in terms of quality of beer was the DDCL brew pub in makes Montreal, sense. Makes sense because the, um, the beer is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, like their quality the quality of beer is fantastic, and you're in their brew pub, so there's all this kind of cool shit that you wouldn't get yeah. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I really like. Dangerous Man in Minneapolis when I was down there. Oh, last I never had that. February. Yeah, you didn't. It was shut up really good. Their, their, <laughs> their milk stout was awesome. Their milk stout was. Milk and I, like, I'm, stout. A, I'm a stout guy, so. What was that like? A milk stout. Uh, we can have one after. I don't have theirs, but I have another. Milk oh, stout I've never, first, so. I've never experienced that before. It's the lactose in it, kind of gives it a little creaminess yeah. and changes the texture a little bit of the beer, and yeah, it's I love them. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great beer. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite brew pubs was Hogshead Brewery in um, Denver. It was a really, they specialized in kind of cask ale and British style ale. Oh, cool. Okay. Which for me was kind of fun because I'd never seen a place in North America that, that, has that even that, yeah. tried to do British style ales. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And they had some really like traditional English bitter, like pale ales and stuff like that. And then some more kind of. North American takes on those styles, yeah. okay. and they were all served on cask. And they had like an old fire hall they converted, and it was just, it was just a really, and you know, we were chatting to the brewer and stuff. It was one of those kind of really small operations, you know. Awesome. There was like half a dozen employees, yeah. and they're all there, and they're all drunk, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying life. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was just, it was just a really cool experience. It was probably one of my, one of my favorite brew pubs in terms of just the overall experience. When we were in Chicago, we went to Revolution. We went to the yeah. brewery and the brew pub, yeah. and they were both fantastic. Awesome. Like their beers were world class. I, I, I uh, that Imperial Porter. What was it? L something. L. El Nina. El no, Nina? no, no. Shit. El. I want to say like Nora. But I know that's not right. Nor- no, Norma Jean. Oh, that was Norma it. Jean. Norma Jean. <laughs> it was, I think it was a brew pub only 
Imperial Porter. Imperial Porter, and it was like 13% alcohol. Oh my god. It's so good. It was, Imperial Porter is so good. To this day, one of the best beers I've ever had. That And that was, we went to... I was like, unreal. We went beer. from the brewery to local option, which is like a really good beer bar in Chicago. Okay. And... I don't really remember much because <laughs> we were drinking so much good stuff for Revolution and then we got the local option we had Bourbon County on tap. Yeah. As well as some other like 10% stouts and stuff yeah. like that. It was, uh, it was a mess. We, we didn't stay at local option too long because we were all a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Norma Jean was phenomenal. Yeah. I was probably, I, I, that was such a ridiculous, that's true, I forgot about Revolution. Yeah. That brew pub was crazy. Mm-hmm. And they had really good uh, deep fried cheese goods too. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese Chicago it was all about the deep fried cheese goods. Well, Every, America, America, America. Yeah. yeah, Every place we went, yeah. just deep fried cheese goods. We took cheese and we fried it. I mean, what do you what yeah. do you want from us? I mean, <laughs> la- the the last episode we recorded, we talked about the American portions of food and how yeah. stupid it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Would you take a pause. Oh, all right, let's go. Let's go back to recording now. Uh, so, what are we? So, we've kind of. Skip some about half an hour of boiling and stuff like that. Yeah, we've got we've got a nice foam starting up. The sugar is starting to starting to work in the yeah in the uh, Mm -hmm. the warts is what we're at right now, right? The the concentrated the concentrated liquid. It smells amazing. Smells good. Yeah, it smells good. It's going to start bubbling pretty soon. So this is exactly how it's supposed to look, which means we haven't screwed anything up. Everything is going according (laughs) to plan. Maybe a little bit longer than I anticipated. That's not my own more than anything. Oh, that's, that's, that's okay. It's yeah. it's uh, it's all good. We're uh, yeah within less than ten degrees. Sweet. So um, I'm just gonna seal this up a little bit. Um, give it a few more minutes. Give it a few more minutes, uh, but we're gonna be pretty close to where it's gonna start bubbling. So I just have to keep my third eye on good. that. Um, um, we're almost at the end of our super super Jupiter grapefruit ISA. It's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Super Jupiter. Yeah. Nobody's hopping across Jupiter. Come on. <laughs> it's a gas giant. God. <laughs> Just falling into the middle. You're stuck. I guess you would be stuck, hey? Yeah, stuck in the middle of the gravity. Unless it implodes you. I don't know enough about science to know... At some point, the gas would be too dense, would it not? You would think so. Would it not solidify at some point? I'm not sure if it would That's solidify, but... The pressure would be pretty pretty intense as you get to the center of something really big. Right, exactly. I'm like halfway through Cosmos. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get to. The <laughs> so it's all <laughs> <laughs> happens if you fell onto Jupiter. Yeah. Are you uh, are you in Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos or Carl Sagan Cosmos? I've seen the Carl Sagan. I'm yeah. watching the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. There's some there's some good ones in yeah. there. Do you have a favorite episode so far? Not really. Mm. I have. We we watched an episode the other night when you were over too. Yeah. I'd, you don't remember, I know. No. Um, <laughs> shows Adrian's state of mind that night. Yeah. Slept on the couch. Well, you know, Let's watch some science. If yeah. we start watching science at ten o'clock, I'm probably going to sleep. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get real. I know. Okay, I'm going to buy another one of these beers. I like it's it a lot. Pretty good. I'm yeah. enjoying this, and and it's an ISA, so I could actually just drink a whole drink liter the entire the entire liter, no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because that is the the problem with house sound beers is a lot of the times I do want to buy them, but I'm yeah. like, when am I gonna when, like who's coming over that I can share it with? Yeah, because exactly. I normally don't drink that much beer on my own. No, no, no. But I this one I might. Yeah, this yeah. one is a possibility. You can start at mid afternoon, kind of roll into dinner. Yeah. Do you find you have a hard time keeping them carbonated? Like once you crack them. 
Well, I, I mean, no, because you drink it within an hour or two. <laughs> it doesn't last long. Yeah. Uh, every, honestly, if I crack a beer and I put it back in the fridge, I normally save it for cooking more than anything else. Okay. Um, every once in a while, I'll cap something and put it back in for later in the evening, but very rare. Yeah. Okay. I, and how it sound, I think maybe once or twice, I've put the flip top on it and saved it for the next day. Yeah. And, and, to, and, and really, like, a day is as much as I would want to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, if I'm drinking at home alone, I'm drinking bourbon or scotch or a cocktail. Right. It's rarely beer. Interesting. But, yeah. That's a good point. No, um, I would say I agree with that. Bourbon more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, scotch is just so expensive in the city. That's the yeah. God, I never... I have friends from, uh, from Europe, and they... Tell me what the, you know, $40 bottle of yeah. bomb they buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's only 125 here. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the big things moving from Alberta to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, it was like, so I used to drink this, and I would pay $42 a bottle, and it's 73 here. Oh, Why is it 73? Yikes. <laughs> so that was a big, like, I was a big scotch drinker in Alberta and a somewhat beer drinker. And that kind of reversed when mm -hmm. I moved here. Yeah. What kind of scotches are your favorites? I like the smoky peaty stuff, so Lafroy right. 10 is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Which we can have some later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I saw a bottle of Lafroy, I think it was like 25 year, the duty free. They had actually a, a Lafroy section. Oh, nice. There was like four or five different Lafroy's. And I was, I mean, it was, ex it was an expensive bottle and I was like, well, tempted, tempted. I mean, I've never had the Lafroy 25. I'm always tempted because I think it's $50 a glass at the toad. Holy shit. What? Yeah. It was $50 a glass. Yeah. I want to say it was like 60 euros for the bottle, maybe 70. Nice. Yeah. And that, that, that's like, because I love Lafroy, I feel like I would just splurge and buy, buy a bottle. To try it instead of spending fifty dollars on no. just the glass. Yeah, but because it glass. Well, when, when I was in when I was in Alberta or when I was in Calgary last time, and I was at, I was drinking a model milk. They're known for cocktails, and I was meeting a friend there, and I'm sitting there, and they had Pappy Van Winkle, and I've never had Pappy, mm. but it was fifty dollars a glass, and oh, I'm looking, God. and I'm like, I love bourbon. I'm talking to the bartender about it, and he's like, honestly, like. I can give you bourbons that are better for half the price here. Yeah. And like, I didn't cave that night, but eventually I will because I want to try Pappy. And I feel like I have to, but. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We're starting to get our first bubbles. Nice. Getting there then. Yeah, it's starting to happen. Oh, put it back on. Put it back on first. <laughs> I just know that as soon as I turn around, it's going to explode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a runaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it, it's difficult to get that amount of water boiling and difficult to get that amount of water to stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's exactly yeah. it. I'm, I'm really enjoying this salt bread it, it's, butter. Yeah, yeah. It, you can't... It's so It's weird. bread and butter and salt. I mean... Yeah, splash a little oil on it too. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I wish I invented this. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just put bread, and butter, and salt? Yeah. Perfect. Um, Fresh bread is so good. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. Picked up at the farmer's market. So it's Le Croissant's bread. Mmm, wonderful. Um, should we break into the American ale that you brought? Sure, I would like that if you... Uh... That's a great idea. You know, we can end the podcast drinking one of your beers as you yeah. finish, off your, uh, finish off your brew. I figure we should put our money where our mouth is. 
I like that. I like that. Yeah. Let's bring some glasses too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, the American ale is oh goodness, what is it brewed with? Um, nothing crazy. I think Centennial Malt. Cascade, and then it's finished with a Citra as a dry hop. Okay. Um, things that the beer actually does well. It's re- it's clear. It's the clearest beer I've ever made, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the head retention is really nice, which mm-hmm. is another thing we kind of wrestle with. Yep, that's a beer. Clear. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, head retention's hard. You can do it with malt. You can do it with other extras. Um, we just tried to to boil properly, mm-hmm. right? Um, and use uh, use some heavier grain, which is which I think worked out okay. Yeah. Um, it smells really good. The dry hop was really nice. We dry hopped it yeah. actually. Mild citrus aroma. I like it. Yeah. 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 It smells nice. You can get a little bit of that grapefruit kind of. Lime in yeah. there. Hope got some of this. That head works. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Jens. Cheers. What's the ABV on this? Roughly. Five. Five and a half. Not okay. very much. Yeah. It's very light. That's it's, nice. Thank you. Tastes good though. Yeah. So one of more. like citrus, a little bit of pine, but not yeah. too like so not too bitter. One, one of the biggest things with homebrew is. You can tell when it's homebrew sometimes. You yeah. can tell this is homebrew. So yeah. maybe that means oh. it's good. That means yeah, it's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's none of that kind of little I I've I've had homebrews explain to me what it is that causes the taste, but there's this kind of homebrew taste. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have it. No, so, not at all. Props for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, um, we, me and him actually judged at the homebrew competition last year. Yeah. And oh really? this is this yeah. would this would be near the top of yeah, kind of for the style. For the, for the style, yeah. I would think. It's it's nice, like it's it's not sweet. It's, it has a nice dryness to it. Mm-hmm. It's properly fermented. Yeah, it's very balanced. It's, it's very exactly. It's very clean. Yeah. It's very balanced. There's a lot done right. Thank you. That's what we're going for. Um, if I were to do differently, I would have let the grain steep for longer. I feel like it's yeah. a little bit too light. It's a I mean, little thin. Okay. It's a little thin for yeah. the alcohol content. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm perfectly okay with. Yeah. That. There's mm. there's plenty <laughs> yeah. of sugar in it. There's yeah. plenty of liquor. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. I would have steeped it for longer. Yeah. No. I think no, that's, that's totally it. Nice. But if anything, like just a, just a touch more bitter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we hopped a little too. Well, I hopped a little too much at the end, and not quite enough at the beginning. Yeah. Like I, I should have bittered it more and maybe less smell and flavor. Right. But yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Um, uh, it looks it's, like it's, it's not going to explode because the pot is big enough. I guess it's got a nice like. Do you want to see what I'm talking about? So if you come up here, um, what usually happens if the pot is too narrow is it just like there's no chance for the air to escape. Excuse me. So it just bubbles and bubbles and bubbles but here we've got a nice kind of ring. foam ring and then this is where the air escapes so it's not going to explode mm-hmm. that's good um but if the pot were, were narrower we wouldn't have the ring and then the air would yeah, have to go just, yeah and so that's how it works so actually this is going to be perfect so um, i'm going to drop in the hops and we're going to start the timer i'm going to throw in our first round of cascade cascade is going to be our bittering hop we're going to throw it in for uh we're going to throw it in for an hour which i hope mm-hmm. isn't not too long for you guys oh, God, no. um we're going to throw it in for an hour and then at half an hour, we're going to start throwing our flavor hops. I'm not going to go too crazy on this one. Um, so it's going to drop in, and uh, it's, going to su- it's going to saturate and swell. The pellets are going to get nice and fat. It's going to turn into a paste. And the paste is going to excrete beautiful, hoppy, bitter goodness. Nice. We like that. Yep. And then we do uh, start a timer. <laughs> My wife is wondering if uh, she would like me to pick her. She would like her... Uh, she would like me to like her to pick her up, <laughs> but I'm not going. I think I'll be okay. Um, 
I was it, Brad, I just don't pick you up. Yeah. yeah. We don't have anything crazy high ABV, I don't think, so. Mm. You should be alright. Yeah. I mean, if we get into the scotch, who knows? <laughs> I do love, I do love scotch. Actually, I would say I like a good scotch. I would like a mediocre scotch. <laughs> you know? I have, I, I have those two. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, you know, like, I, a Glen Garriac, cheap, cheap scotch, delicious, I love it. For the price, it's actually pretty good. Oh, God. Yeah. It's been getting more expensive. When I first got it, it was forty-seven dollars, and now it's sixty-three dollars. What's, what's the name of the one that we came across? I have it. I don't remember the name of it. But I was, I was, I, I'm like, I wanted to buy a scotch, and I didn't want to spend the money, and I was like, I really don't want some shitty scotch. Oh, the Ardmore. Oh, oh the Ardmore. Yes, which, I've had which, it. It's so good for the price. Yeah. We so decided that the Ardmore sounds like the name of like some old Winnipeg apartment <laughs> building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just, you know, I live in the Oddmore. Sounds, oh, yes. sounds mm. kind of right. Do you have a favorite? Well, you've, um, you like the other four, right? What about you? Hey, I'm, I'm, you not, like? I'm not as big into scotch as Colin is. Um, I do like scotch. I don't love the peaty, kind of smoky stuff quite mm-hmm. as much. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, the last good scotch I bought was, like, Anarch, which was okay. nice. Um, yeah, that's nice. That's a pretty decent scotch. I like the Oddmore as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's one of those things, I buy more bourbon than I would buy scotch. Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't um, bourbon. Yeah, bourbon, I, it's interesting because you don't, like in Britain you don't get bourbon really. I mean, you can buy, there, there's a few brands of it, you know, mm-hmm. you can get like Maker's Mark and Woodford and, you know, um, Jack Daniels and, you know, a few right. others, but you can't, you know, Jim Beam, but there's not, not such a the broad array that there is in North America, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I discovered bourbon more because it was cheaper than scotch. Yeah, <laughs> for the you know you you can spend forty five dollars on a bottle and get a really nice bottle of that's right yeah of bourbon. bourbon yeah. Whereas forty five dollars on scotch, there's a few good things, but not a lot, not so a lot. much. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think especially in the LC at that price point, there's several really good bourbons. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Maker's Mark, which is nice for cocktails, there's Woodford, Knob uh, Creek, Creek. Um, there's shit. Buffalo uh, Trace. Buffalo Trace is a really good one. Four Roses. Four Roses, and they're all kind of like 40 to 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's not a ridiculous selection, but this seems to rotate enough, and I just, I don't know, I really like the bourbons. Nice. I'm just gonna check my instructions. Yeah. Forgive my. Well, I mean, I, I think also a lot of the cocktails we drink are bourbon drinks for the most part. Like, I know you probably drink more gin than me when it comes to cocktails, I but most most of the cocktails I drink are bourbon. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's true. I drink a lot of bourbon or well, whiskey really based yeah. cocktails. You know, yeah. anything with like rye or Scott or you know, regular like Scotch whiskey or. Bourbon or whatever. Yeah. What do you want to add? Do you want to add Cascade or do you want to add Zythos for our flavor? Hop? I'm curious about Zythos, to be honest. I, yeah, I am. Can I smell it? Sure. I still get to discern the smell of hops. They all smell like feet to me. I feel like the the aromas in the hops are different when it's fresh compared to the pellets. Probably. Like if you yeah. actually go to a hop farm and like rub the different types in your hands, it's actually a little more noticeable. Oh, okay. We are actually recording an episode on the hop farm next week. Oh, really? See, this is a lot grassier to me. The, the Cascade is a lot grassier mm-hmm. and a lot less sweet than the Xythos. Smells good, though. That, to me, is 
Yeah. It does smell good. Let me flavor with the Zythos. Are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah. do it. Because, you know, we'll try it out. Um, yeah. It's amazing how different the alpha acid content is. Mm-hmm. Like Zythos, I'm, I'm hoping... Do you think gonna... that, it, like, is it more of a bittering um, hop, or...? No, I think it would be more of a finishing hop. Okay. Um, just because it's so fruity. Right. Um, so, like, Cascade or Centennial... Well, I guess they're like really middle of the road. There, you could you could do either. Yeah. Um, we made a beer last week that was all goodness. Cascade. It's not even in here. <laughs> well, that's useless. Yeah, I think it was all it was all Cascade, but at different stages. There was yeah. a bittering at sixty, and then a twenty, and then five, and then a dry hop. Yeah. Which is kind of like I guess it's I thought it was kind of unusual because it's all the same hop, but I guess you get different flavors. Great reference oh. book, but it doesn't have that hop in. For the love of yeah. hops. Oh. <laughs> For the love of hops, except Xythos. Yeah. Mm. Well, it doesn't have everything, but it's got like the prominent ones. So. No, of course. Yeah. There's so much to know. Like. You mean books don't update like Wikipedia does? No. It's weird. But I'm totally googling Xythos hops right now. <laughs> <laughs> the internet says this is the perfect hop for West Coast style hoppy pale ales and IPAs. Wow, with that said, sweet. we have seen, sniffed, and tasted all kinds of traditional styles made with aggressive IPA hops. You are only limited by your creativity, so that really says nothing about the hops. So that's, Good job. that's well helpful. Done. Well done, Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Fail. Um, so it's a hop union development, uh, or developed blend. Uh, it doesn't say what the blends oh, were from. I'm glad that you like this. That's good. That makes you feel good. Yeah. No, it really, it's really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, I have to 10 minute the Irish Moss. The Irish Moss is how we handle clarity. Yeah. Excellent. I don't know if you guys talk about Irish Moss. I re- well, yeah, I read, uh, I read Charlie Papazian's, um, Joy of Homebrewing. Oh, okay. Which is kind of, I think, like the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, based on what I heard about the Bible. Most of um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, that was kind of what got me onto the fact that, hey, I could do partial grain brewing, and I could yeah. do, there's all these things I can try, and it's actually not that difficult. Um, so the theory behind it, I kind of get. Mm-hmm. I understand what Irish moss is, and what it's used for, and when you need to add the, the hops and stuff like that, it's just I've never actually like stood there on my own and fucking threw the shit in and done it. Well, you can do it today. One hell at Irish moss. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that crazy, but it makes it makes a world of difference, actually. It changed... Because uh, we, we did it last summer when we were mm-hmm. making like a lot of our, our lighter beers. Yeah. And it, it changed my whole lager. Like it was a whole other beer. Um, the the sediment came out so quickly and so smoothly. And then we had this really clear, beautiful beer, which we had never had before. Like all the, the lagers I made before were like really malty, almost like like... I don't know. I think of St. James Pale as a lager. Like, it's not really a, a pale. Yeah. It's just a really malty lager. Um, well, that's I, what I mean, in terms of how it's brewed, I think it's technically a pale. Yes. But, right, yeah. but, yeah. Well, but I mean, it's they marketed it as St. James Pale Ale, but it's a Kolsch, let's be honest. Is it a Kolsch? Yeah, okay. it's a Well, it won silver in the Kolsch thing. At the no, CBA's. I know it's, oh. a Kolsch, <laughs> it's a Kolsch style, but it's not brewed. <laughs> I know your whole, like, if it's not brewed in Kolsch, it's not a Kolsch. Like, I get <laughs> There is a reason people use words like kava and prosecco. It's because it doesn't I, come from. Shaka. I get it. Same with pilsner. If it's not brewed in pilsner, <laughs> I get it. I get the whole. I get it, but still, it's a kolsch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so on the internet, uh, it uh, compared uh, 
Zythos to Amarillo, which Amarillo is a fairly citrusy, fruity. The alpha acids are about the same. So, yeah. Amarillo's great. Yeah. Really nice. Nice finishing hop. We've only used it as a finishing hop. I'm not sure what it'd be like as a bittering hop. Um, I guess bitter with alpha acids. Yeah. (laughs) Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever want to get into it. Like, it's 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 really not that expensive. Like, I mean, we don't like. I don't go to the liquor store as much anymore because it's eighty cents a beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. When you go to a Jets game, you're like ten dollars. Yeah. That's like twelve yeah. beers. Like, not only is it ten dollars, it's Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best you can get is Stella if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Oh, that's twelve. Yeah. Um. No, I. I. Well, I already because I did some like kit homebrewing with my okay. dad but it was literally like pour the shit in the barrel throw some fucking yeast in mix it up good to go okay like like a brew house yeah like yeah. super easy so um we had mixed results we did a stout once that was really nice and then but we did a few kind of pale ales and stuff that were kind of had that homebrew taste and it's yeah. just meh not that great um but so I have a, some like I have a cowboy and I have a fermenter and a few other bits and pieces so I do have some of the equipment Mm-hmm. You get a pot and a few other bits and pieces, and then I think making yeah. a list. Yeah, stuff I need. Slowly buy stuff, and then yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we, uh, this this pot, I mean, this pot is huge. We had a we had an eight liter pot before, that we, yeah, we had a two gallon pot, and it was like Dave's grandmother's soup pot, <laughs> and that's like before nice. today. That's what we made it in, except that we actually didn't own the pot, so we had to give it back. Yeah. So. When, so that's one of the reasons why I relate today. Like Dave said, like oh, the pots in Gimli. Like, God. <laughs> but then, and I was I was mad for like ten seconds. And then I realized that we didn't actually own the pot. And you know, you're like, fuck I, it, let's I, buy I one. I don't get to be mad about something I don't even own. Yeah. So um, so we, yes, we bought a pot, and um, you know, I don't know if our wives know yet, but they'll find out. They will only listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So tell me about this pot you bought. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, it's just, you know, just on the stovetop. It's not that big. I mean, yeah. whatever. It's, yeah. well, we can, it's, it's only got one valve. It's we can not make, the highest. We can, make, the we can make lots in that. We can make, like, 23-gallon yeah. liters would of you pasta. Like to make, yeah. Yeah. yeah, would you like to make five gallons of soup? Because <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. That's right. I got all the jars. Yeah. I already bought the jars. I got soup on tap, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the valve is for you. Just feed yourself. <laughs> Um, but next, it's, uh, next beer might have a few soup chunks in it, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. whatever, it's fine. We're, uh, how are we doing? We're boiling yet? This is great. We're down. Yeah, perfect. This is great. Everything is going exactly as planned. Nice. Which is unusual, <laughs> but perfect. <laughs> so that means later something's going to happen. Yeah, some, yeah, something yeah. is going to go wrong. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, this is actually, I have one liter left of this out of the American Ale. This is really good. Yeah. Thank you. It is. Thanks. The lager is not so good. Needs more time. We've I've been trying, right. and uh, yeah, not so good. I drank all the wheat beer. The wheat beer actually is probably the best beer I've made yet. Uh, it's I mean it tastes like a wheat beer, like it's four and a half percent, super light, super summery. Uh, had a really nice head on it, um, but like nothing to shake a stick at. Like it was good. Yeah, it was it was a good beer, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Super Jupiter or Super Super Jupiter, Jupiter grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, there was nothing right home about it. It was just a nice beer. Um, this is, you know, this is okay. But uh, Dave's beers were really good. But he also goes off the mark and is like, oh, this puts a, this is a biscuit in it. Yeah. Which is actually a really, excuse me, a really interesting grain. 
like um, he made a stout with biscuit in it, and the head was just like, just, yeah, <laughs> it was it was delicious. It was really good. Nice. Um, so if you're into home brewing, like the 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 interesting part is that the recipe is just a guideline. It's like you know, you totally. throw in more malt, you throw in more grain, you throw in more crystals. Like if you know if you know what kind of beer you're making, you know what to add. Like if you're gonna make a pale or an IPA, you can add amber crystals. You would not like crystals because it would taste funny. So like you just you you kind of know what to look for. It's like it's like when you watch football with a football player, and like they start seeing the plays before they happen. Yeah. As opposed to like I don't know I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Caught the ball. <laughs> awesome. I watch football and I'm like I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Most of the time they're just standing around. Just these millionaires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so standing around yelling at each other and I guess sports must be time for a commercial break. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. I don't know, it's a fun hobby. It's something to do. It is. And yeah, you, know, you get beer at the end of it. Exactly. Yeah, you get yeah. 20, 23 liters of beer. You get 70, 72 beers is what it works out to. Nice. Well, three, two, fours. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Nothing wrong with that. No. Nope. Yeah, well, unless it's bad. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, the lager, the lager I just made, well, I made a month ago. I just made um, Either, like, it's kind of sour, but it might just be not fermented enough. The first lager I made tasted like apples. Like it was like it was like apples, like an apple beer. What but, is that? Well, I didn't put any apples in it. That was the problem. What do you mean? There, there was a specific off flavor oh, associated with apples. Can't remember what it is. It turned out to be okay. I just didn't leave it long enough. Okay. And then it was well, then it was a lager. Then it was it was uh, Saint James Pale, that was a little bit less malty. Okay. Um, and it was good. It just uh, it wasn't. It just didn't sit enough. And like. Uh, the, the first IPA we made, that 11.5%, uh, we ended up calling it Bikini Island, which is where they tested the A-bomb. Nice. Um, so the Bikini Island IPA uh, wasn't good for two months. Problem, though, is that when you don't put preservatives in it, you can't keep, keep it. it. Yeah. So we had to drink all this beer. I know, it's such a hard life. Yeah. Yeah. We had to drink all this beer in two hours, or two hours, two months. Um, and it was good, but like at 11.5%, like, Jesus, like... We we started them pick a pop bottles. Do you remember pick a pop? Yeah. 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 So one liter pick a pop bottles, and like at the end of that, it was game over. <laughs> that was okay. a good thing. Yeah. 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 It was game over. Well, should we take another break and then come back when? Sure. Uh, sweet. Sure. It's taking so long. Oh, don't worry about it at all. This is just <laughs> what it. This is this is <laughs> what it goes. goes. Yeah, it's all good. Of the. Zoom all right, zoom. so we waited a while for the yeah. uh, for the the first batch of hops to kind of be in the boil. Mm -hmm. um, so what are you adding in now? You're adding in some more uh, Zythos? Yes, I'm gonna add, actually you know what, I, I recently said, let's just add all of it, but I think I'm only gonna add half an ounce. Okay. Just because there's so little time left. Um, there's, there's so little time left, and uh, I just, we're doing it for the flavor, perfect. Because we also want to save some for the dry hop. Okay. Um, which is going to be straight nose, just all mm -hmm. aroma. Uh, no flavor, just a nice smell, uh, and so this is going to be just the last little bit uh, of our flavor hops and just the starting of our aroma, which we're going to, uh, oh shoot, how are we going to do it? There we go, we're good. Uh, which we're going to uh, tackle in the dry hop. It's going to be beautiful, awesome time. This Zythos is going to be wonderful. It smells delicious. It yeah, smells really nice. Mm -hmm. It smells delicious. Okay. So we're going to throw it in with five minutes left. And, uh, and that'll be the, the... Via amazing pub chat time travel. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, so listener-wise, uh, the longer you leave a hop in, the more bitter it becomes. The, the middlest 
of the brew that you leave in becomes its flavor hop, and then the least amount of time you leave it in will be its aroma. So, um, so that's just a little bit of fun hop knowledge. We've got four and a half minutes left, so this is going to be just straight nose. And uh, it's been great. The beer has gone exactly to schedule. Everything looks great. Actually, I bowled it for a little long, but that's yeah. okay. Um, everything's turned out great. Smells right. Foam is right. Uh, the hops have been timed properly, so it looks like we're going to have a nice American ale. Nice. Collins apartment smells fantastic. It does. Oh, it, it does. smells great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I must say, I'm quite grateful for having for being on here. So thank you for having me. Thank you on. very much thank for coming on. on. It's been uh, it's been fun. Well, Adrian, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Adrian Trimble on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Untapped, I suppose. Uh, I've already got a bunch of random friends on there. I mean, you may as well have me. Uh, and you can find us at Pub Chat Podcast on Twitter and I guess sometimes Instagram. Every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously .com, where you yeah. download this from. Yeah. And where can we find you on the internet, Kenley? Uh, on Twitter, my handle is Kenley underscore K, so K-E-N-L-E-Y underscore K. Uh, my website is KenleyGristofferson.com, which is very long and very Nordic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, K-E-N-L-E-Y... K-R-I-S-T-O-F-F-E-R-S-O-N.com. It's pretty Nordic. Yeah, yeah it's quite Nordic. A little bit, yeah. So uh, <laughs> education and music and not very much brewing, but a little bit of brewing. And then Kenley Christopherson on Instagram, same as the website. Nice. I'm going to follow you on Instagram. Aww. I will have to do change that. that, if you yeah. can spell it properly. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Senquist, C-E-N-Q-U-I-S-T. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for brewing a beer for us. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to have you back when it's ready and uh, actually see how it tastes. Absolutely. So, yeah. And we'll have Dave on too. Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> too bad he couldn't be here, but he'll be here next time. Yeah, sweet. And thanks everybody for tuning into this longer than usual episode. Yeah. But I uh, hope you enjoyed the, uh, the brewing process and our time travel jumps in between it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, tune in next week.